0: i on transporters. Beam us up. Scotty. If everything goes according to plan, come beam us up. Captain, beam me up. Hello and welcome to Pot Me Up Scotty, a podcast where we rewatch all of Star Trek in chronological order. I am Andrea, and this is Ashin, and today we're discussing Enterprise Season Two, Episode Four, Dead Stop. After the encounter with the Romulan minefield, Enterprise is severely damaged, and Trip fears the most, the worst. Did I write that right? I don't know. Uh, What are your thoughts about this episode?
1: I I like this episode. I thought it gave us a lot to enjoy, and it was well put together. Uh, For once, we got an episode that wasn't a part two, but actually dealt with the ramifications of the previous episode.
0: It was a part two without being a part two. Yeah,
1: yeah. The ship was still damaged, and... Reed was was still recovering from having his leg impaled.
0: Those are my two first points. Literally, and I quote, they are talking about the damage, which is great. Smile face. And then the second one is rehab? Question mark, exclamation mark, question mark. Yeah. Which is what happened. Like, he had a thing through his leg. So, yeah.
1: That's going to hurt. That's going to cause long-term damage. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I really like this episode. I mean, can you imagine... If we had got an episode like this after Shuttle Pod One, where Reed and Trip are just completely traumatized, and for some somehow they find you know cause shows, shows sometimes do this where they find some weird plot that is somehow relevant to what's happening to the characters and it helps them resolve their own issues, but we didn't. But we did get this, not something.
0: I mean, yeah, no. In that case, I would have hoped that they managed to get some counseling like therapy. Mm-hmm. Like I I I wish that the plot of that imaginary episode was they get therapy. That's what I hope. Yeah. Considering it was 2001 and it doesn't exist, I don't think it would happen, but
1: therapy doesn't exist in <laughs> 2001. <laughs> no. It, when was therapy in? I mean,
0: <laughs> did it? Obviously it existed, but I don't think it was a mainstream thing to like have Characters go to therapy, that's what I mean. Especially for a uh, sci-fi show. Fair. But anyway, we got this. We got this. We did. This is a... I like this episode. Yeah? Yeah. I kind of remembered it.
1: What did you like about it?
0: Well, (laughs) I like that it's a Doctor Who episode. (laughs) Oh my god, my next question was going to (laughs) be, did you get Doctor Who
1: vibes from this?
0: That is hilarious. I did not get Doctor Who vibes. It is a Doctor Who episode, and the Doctor is nowhere to be seen. But this is a Doctor Who episode. Like, there's a console with all white, the lights going in and out. Like, it's a, it's a Doctor Who episode. Yeah. A ship that gets bigger w- to accommodate? No. No, that's a Doctor Who episode. The weird technology that doesn't have anything anyone behind it, but it's controlled. And it's taking people hostage. It's a Doctor Who episode.
1: What was it the computer kept saying?
0: Your inquiry was not recognized.
1: It was creepy, and it was the kind of thing Doctor Who does with that repeat. Like, where's, where's my mummy?
0: Oh, <laughs> where's my mummy? Are you my mummy?
1: Yeah, it was very Doctor Who. I got Doctor Who, vibes,
0: even if there was no doctor. Are there episodes? I don't think there are. There could be Doctor Who episodes without the doctor. Like, the main character is the companion or something. If there were, this would have been one of them. Like, this, if you told me this is in collaboration with BBC, and, like, I would have been like, yeah, Moffat is behind this episode. I don't know. <laughs> Russell T. D- D- Davies. This is a Doctor Who episode. This is Tenant. Tenant. Peak Tenant uh, episode.
1: Um, Blink is the closest to a Doctor Who episode. I the doctor.
0: Yeah, it's kind of half-and-half. Would this be... Okay, question. Would this be an episode that you would recommend to anyone that hasn't watched the show? I
1: I think... In ways I think... I like this episode, and in ways I think this episode would be a good episode for someone who hasn't watched Star Trek Enterprise before to watch. However... It does have that element of continuing the story from the previous episode without being a part two. And I wouldn't want them to think that Star Trek Enterprise does that regularly, because it doesn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't get your hopes up.
1: <laughs> because if they watch this, and they were like, oh, I like that, I'm going to go back and we'll watch season one. They're then watching season one, they're then watching Shuttle Pod 1, and they're thinking, I can't wait for the next episode. Where Reed and Tripp are in therapy. Right. And then next episode arrives and they're thinking, where's therapy? Did I miss an episode? Why are Reed and (laughs) Tripp acting like nothing happened? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) But I, I do think it would be a good episode. I think from this season, if there's not another episode that comes up, this would be the episode I would recommend someone watching this season as a starting point.
0: Okay. I think I agree. I would recommend this episode with an asterisk. Mm -hmm. This is a good episode. It's not representative (laughs) of how it usually goes, but it's a good episode. You get to see the crew. I mean, if you didn't know anything, you would think that, obviously... Okay, so I imagine myself going in without knowing anything about this show. And I see Reed complaining about not being able to work because he has an injury. And I'm like, okay, so he sacrificed... Or he got hurt, presumably, for the greater good. Because that's how usually every show goes. You see Trip being curious about the machinery and how the station goes. You see T'Pol trying to convince the captain that some cultures are different. And the captain is a little bit like, mm, there's something fishy here. And I think it gives a good enough example of the character of the characters for anybody that isn't familiar with how they are
1: yeah
0: it is not representative of how it usually goes
1: i disagree to some extent but i also agree to some extent but i think for different reasons so i agree i agree that it's not usually how it goes and in terms of let's be honest we don't not, get
0: part twos
1: it's not usually this good as well <laughs> I think, though, this is a pretty standard science fiction story of them finding a space station where something's a bit off and they investigate. But this is a particularly well-done one, and obviously Star Trek Enterprise isn't usually this good. This is definitely a more exceptional episode. And so I would hate to set expectations too high. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, imagine watching this and then watching Terra Nova. So yeah,
0: no. Terra Nova has to come before this. You have to endure the pain to get this reward.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Would you would you ever recommend Terra Nova to someone and be like, okay, look, this is the worst episode to start off with. So if you think this is okay, it is only going to get better from here because it's a one-off episode. It's pretty early in the first season.
0: I mean, maybe with that asterisk, like this is the worst. This is as bad as it gets.
1: And two other points on on something that you said there. First of all, what does Reed do in his off time?
0: (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) He doesn't have have hobbies.
1: Yeah, he just sits around and waits for his rehab to be over. I think he
0: masturbates.
1: Thanks for that.
0: (laughs) Your face.
1: I didn't need that. Uh, Second thing. Hmm. Is Paul wrong
0: in this episode? Yes,
1: that's upsetting.
0: We've had episodes where we where she didn't have anything to say, right- mm-hmm. so she wasn't wrong because she didn't she didn't offer any insight. I feel like there are things about her in this episode that are correct. they are right, so there are things there are things in this episode that she's right about. There are things in this episode that she's not right about. And that doesn't they don't make sense also why she would have that opinion. Like I think the things that I think she's wrong about are out of character for her. For instance. For instance trusting people (laughs) without (laughs) like without proof, right? Like you don't know who these people are. You don't know Anything about them, and her first instinct is to trust them. Where usually it's the captain that trusts the people. And she's like, You should be careful. And we are like, Yeah, you should be fucking careful. Don't go into the planet. And that's why she's right. She's right, because she's usually the careful one. In this episode, he's like, This smells fishy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Catfishy. And <laughs> <laughs> you laughed. <laughs> um, And she's like, no, because some cultures, you know, they're... As they said, she said, and this is a quote that I want on a t-shirt. Okay. Not every culture is based on the acquisition of wealth. The station's builders could simply have been interested in helping others. She was a communist for a second there. I think she's right. I think that is a fair statement. Yeah. And I think maybe she could have said that she could have held that opinion and also be like but it's kind of weird to have this station in the middle of the space with no one there to control it or talk to you or explain to you how the exchange of goods happen let's tread carefully yeah so i think she's right because she's a communist (laughs) and i think she's wrong I mean, we talked about this before, didn't we? When we discussed what kind of currency they have on Vulcan, maybe they don't.
1: mate, yeah, we don't know. I was gonna ask because she says some cultures are not based around the acquisition of wealth. I don't. We don't know. If she's referring to Vulcan. She could be. Is she? Is that a subtle reminder? Right. About Vulcan, we don't know. Is wealth logical? Is money logical?
0: No, capitalism isn't logical, and I could go on an episode about how I hate capitalism, so let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I think she's both right and wrong. What are your opinions about whether she's right or wrong?
1: I think she's wrong. I agree. I think she's too trusting. But this is something that I was thinking about while watching the episode because. We're obviously watching this episode and being suspicious because we know how TV works and we know this is too good to be true. But I was trying to think, like if this, ha- if you, okay, if we came I across a similar situation, yeah.
0: I present to you a similar scenario. You are going, you're driving. Yeah. We're driving. You're driving with me in your car. We're driving. And we're driving down an empty road right Mm -hmm. and our car breaks down and our phones are at a battery or our signal we can't contact anybody and someone happens to scream from very far away hey if you continue a little bit more there's a place that can help you and we're like cool thank you thinking maybe there's it's a sta- like a gas station or something, yeah, right?
1: Yeah. With
0: tools or a phone that can help us. So we get there pushing the damn car or however we get there and we see a gas station, but it's empty. And then a fucking machine takes the car and starts fixing it. I don't think that we would trust it a hundred percent. Yeah. And in in payment, instead of being like, we'll take a hundred euro, we'll take gold, we'll take silver, it's like, we'll take one of your car seats, <laughs> one of your car mirrors, or the trash you have on the back of the car, or a little bit of gas. And you're like, this machine is going to kill me.
1: Yeah, but we're... It's
0: going to harvest my organs.
1: Yeah, but we're we're humans. And I think it's part of our human condition to be suspicious and not trusting because it's been ingrained in us for millennia of other humans being shitty and also media portraying humans as shitty and not like to Paul. Just I mean, to bear, we with, are. bear with me no, I'm not bear,
0: trying, I'm not trying to defend humans here, but
1: bear, bear with me though. To Paul is not a human and Therefore, doesn't have that human condition and hasn't I been exposed to that but media? She's supposed
0: to be logical, isn't she?
1: Yeah, but logically, not every culture is based about the acquisition of wealth, Andrea.
0: Right. Some no, that is... cultures uh, we are, are based we are agreed.
1: around the acquisition of
0: car Communism. <laughs> <laughs> Communism. Uh, car suits, yes. Um. Right. She's not a uh, human. She's a Vulcan, which makes it even weirder to me that she doesn't distrust it at all—not one little bit.
1: I I don't I don't know.
0: Even even I. Okay. I don't know if I want to put myself in that situation, right? But I'm human, so I'm obviously gonna be like the captain, being like, "Yeah, I don't." This, I don't know. This is I don't
1: it. know, mate. I'd I'd like to think that my suspicion for around that situation and that Archer's and Tripp's suspicion around the situation, and obviously it's justified in the end. But I'd like to think that their suspicion is based on the human condition that we are just naturally suspicious of things that are good for us.
0: You. Listen, I haven't slept. You should not be calling me out. (laughs) (laughs) Because
1: it is, unfortunately, humans and human society at the moment, we are in a world where kindness is seen as a weakness and we are suspicious of people who are kind to us because we automatically think, what are they going to get out of this? And that's, that's sad. That is so sad. And I would like to think that Topol comes from a better world.
0: Yeah, I don't think they went in that deep. I think they just...
1: I'm taking it that deep.
0: Okay. I did want to talk about, because in this in this uh, same topic, so Captain Archer is suspicious from the very beginning. Whenever they see the station and they step foot in it, he's like, mm mm Which I hate to agree with the captain so 100%.
1: Super suspicious of the station. Yes, let's bring our three top commanders, the three most powerful people on Enterprise on board on the Way mission. Guys, come on. (laughs) Have we have we learned nothing from season one?
0: (laughs) No, no, they haven't. (laughs) Um I agree. That was crazy. I saw it and I was like (laughs) again.
1: What are you doing?
0: They obviously are not listening to our podcast. That's so shameful. So, he's suspicious from the very start. Trip is excited like a little puppy, which is what he is. He is a little puppy. So he's like, this table can replicate anything. Give me my favorite food. Catfish, please. (laughs) Which is funny because he's a comedic relief. So that's fine. But then he starts thinking about it more critically, right? Oh, and Sepul is like, this is cool. So he starts thinking about it more critically. And he's like, so I scanned this place. And everything is accounted for, except for the actual computer running this thing, which has to be massive to control this whole thing because so many things happening at once, but there's only this amount of space unaccounted for and that wouldn't be enough to support the running of this machine. I think that maybe, and I'm going to be against my baby, I think that maybe if Trip took that information to to Paul, (laughs) instead of the armory officer. She would have been like, actually, logically, that makes sense. What is going on here? Because she cannot deny the fact that to run this place, we need a computer. It would need to be a very big computer. Or if it was technology so advanced that it doesn't need to be that big, I would be interested in Seeing it to copy it and get it for myself. So I think that maybe, just maybe, he should have brought it to fucking Tapal or the captain instead of Reed. Maybe that's my bias against Reed. Also, maybe. But I love Trip. So
1: yeah, and let's be honest. Let's not forget that Trip is not a logical Vulcan. No. So he wouldn't necessarily do the logical thing. I think there's a bit of... I think Tripp was just looking for a bit of mischief as well. There's a part of Trip that likes to, to be a bit rebellious, go against the captain. And maybe he was also trying to protect the captain in a way, in terms of he knows the captain is suspicious, but if he does this mischievous thing of sabotage slash invading this other station, you know, the captain has plausible deniability and can say, oh, well, this is just one of my rogue officers and they've been punished accordingly. I
0: mean, I, I, I think that it's just a mischievous part of Trip. As he says, we're adventurers. This is an adventure. Yeah. Would have been good to have him share that information with everybody else. I would have liked to see more of Hoshi.
1: Ensign Sato. I'm convinced she's now been called Ensign more in the last four episodes than she was ever called Ensign in season one because I didn't know her name was Ensensato <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think she was ever called Ensign in the first season. Also I did I did want to say in regards to our previous episode the suits are definitely bluer.
1: Oh thank you yes they are. I def-
0: They are so much bluer. Yeah
1: they're very blue. Yeah you could really see it in this episode in that bright light.
0: Yeah, it was the like the wide background and everything. Which I don't mind.
1: No, I, I'm fine with it.
0: Also, so the Paul's eyebrows are different. They're longer and they're more I I
1: I didn't notice that, but one of my notes is that I loved Paul's little eyebrow raise when Trip and Reed get beamed to the bridge. She's very good at it.
0: Yeah. And also, okay, I did want to bring up... I think this episode is very interesting, especially for our current times, because this is such a big commentary on AI, yeah, and the automi- automate, automatization, of everything. Because when Trip and Reed are talking about the computer and where it was and everything, they talk about. You know, if they do this job, they can make the job, like, get rid of our jobs, basically. They can replace us.
1: Mm -hmm. With this kind of technology, Starfleet could build ships that maintain themselves. They wouldn't need chief engineers (laughs) or tactical officers.
0: And it's funny to see that in this context of, like, this is 2002, and it seems so weird and so crazy to get to this point, like a machine is going to replace you. And here we are yeah. <laughs> being replaced by machines, <laughs> like our image being generated by machine.
1: And I th- I was wondering, and it must be, I think this must be the first instance or probably maybe not, but one of the first instances that I can recall or the earliest instance of a computer mimicking someone's voice because it's the computer who lures Travis to The loading bay with Archer's message.
0: Now, see, if this was a normal show, the next episode would deal with that. The next episode would be like Travis. Actually, now that we know you're healthy and good and healed, why the fuck did you go there? And he would be like, actually, the captain called me. And they would be like, what? But I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe, but I don't think it's gonna happen.
1: I don't think it'll
0: happen. But yeah, that's that's basically the machine creating that voice, yeah, and then creating a dead body, like it's a it's a sentient machine because it had a well, maybe not. It maybe the machine it's um, coded to do that, like to infiltrate the the systems and whatever. But also, I would like to know how the machine chooses who's gonna be kidnapped because I would assume it's. A person with a good brain capability? (laughs) Like, I don't... I don't know, but I don't... I wouldn't get a person with just half a brain. Literally half a brain. I think you can have half a brain and survive.
1: What? Why are you talking about half a brain? Are you accusing Travis of only having half a brain?
0: No, the the contrary. I'm saying he's probably the smartest person there. Yeah? Yeah, that's... so. I was thinking, how did the machine choose him, right? Oh, he- because his, okay. Because the, machi- the machine scanned everybody.
1: Ah, I get you now. sorry.
0: So, I'm saying the machine had to choose someone that would fit the computer. And it wouldn't choose a dumb person or a person missing the brain. If I was the machine, I would be like, you scan for... Brain activity and the person with the best brain activity you kidnap. That's what I would put in the code. So I'm saying Mayweather may be the smartest person in the whole crew. (laughs) That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, possibly. Maybe maybe he is.
0: Which I wouldn't be surprised because he's a pilot. He has to be quick to make decisions.
1: Yeah, definitely. I would have thought Hoshi maybe would be a candidate as well because she could obviously clearly absorb a lot of information too.
0: But they chose not to give her a role this episode.
1: Yeah, so two questions on that, on the Travis situation. The first question is, and I know this is this is a question, again, that relies on your shitty memory. When you first watched this episode, <laughs> did you think Travis was actually dead? No. I did for a moment. It's the fourth like,
0: episode of the second season. I know,
1: but I did. I, thought, I mean, I thought they were going to bring him back somehow, but I didn't know... I didn't know how, but I genuinely like, maybe, maybe he is.
0: I mean, I knew that he was going to come back because it's the fourth episode of the second season. But I don't know if I thought he wasn't dead. I don't remember. I knew that he wasn't going to be dead at the end of the episode.
1: For a, yeah, no, for a second, for a moment, I didn't think maybe that Travis was dead and he would not come back.
0: Well, you're dumb. The machine wouldn't want you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> That's, I'm happy with that. That's fine.
0: I think maybe the machine would want me because I have undiagnosed ADHD, and my brain goes very fast, just like that. Just like it. actually no, because my memory is shit, so I cannot imagine.
1: me Yeah, being you definitely you right? definitely wouldn't be used for RAM. <laughs> my <God. laughs>
0: no, my 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 RAM is good. My RAM is not good.
1: Second question, or not second? Yeah, second question, kind of.
0: Second question.
1: Yeah, well, not really a question. More of a comment. When Travis died, I couldn't help but think this fakeout would be so much more impactful if we'd had more of Travis in season one or more Travis-centric episodes.
0: My answer to your question is yes. (laughs) Well, because we get that
1: goodbye with Hoshi and she tells us about that he's a joker. And we have never seen that.
0: Yeah. I think we've talked a little bit about season one. I'm surprised Just you remember. Words. I'm gonna kill you. You're so <laughs> lucky you're not in my country. And we talked about what we liked, we, we didn't like, and what we would have done differently. So it's not, there's no point going back to it. Obviously, the point is, will they listen to our podcast and make it better yeah. <laughs> next episode?
1: Something tells me they won't.
0: I don't think so. I think they realized or what I want to believe is that they realized that their their characters are very empty because in the last week episode we talked about how Reed doesn't have a personality and they were trying really hard and they still didn't give him one. And now they had a character die, quote unquote. And they gave him this background of, oh, he's a prankster. We knew, I mean, we assumed that Hoshi and Mayweather are close, like friends, because they it has been mentioned before, and also because they're closer in age and the rank, and we ship them, so yeah. we assumed that.
1: We, we see them in this episode, having a cozy little meal in the recreational area on the station.
0: They're so cute. <laughs> so... I think maybe they're realizing, oh, our characters are empty. And they're trying somehow to give him something. They're throwing them a bone. With Reed, the problem is they threw the bone at his head instead of at his mouth. They're like, bonk. But I think maybe they're trying. I hope hope they're trying to do something. I know we learn more about some characters in the future. I know some get more <laughs> yeah. depth. Some read, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I do hope I hope we get more Hoshi and Travis in the future because they are adorable together.
0: Yeah, I like I like them. Also, they said Mayweather's uh, age, and he's twenty six, and it's still very confusing to me.
1: Yeah, Travis is twenty six. And Hoshi is 24, I believe. I believe Hoshi is canonically like 24, 25.
0: So in season one, they discuss their ages. And I think she was 24. But then in this episode, they said that they have been on the ship for a year.
1: Yeah, but that's since the pilot. That's since season, since the first episode. So
0: Right. So maybe 24 and a half. To, she's 24, 25. And he's 26. So they're perfect for each other. Yeah. Um... I don't have any more points, so whatever you want to discuss.
1: There's there's a moment where, and I think it's where you were discussing. I think it's where Trip and Reed are discussing the AI and taking the jobs, and I think it's the scene where Reed kind of scoffs at the notion of a starship without a tactical officer, and obviously, as we know, this is the only starship ship with a tactical officer. It got me thinking. Did the writers deliberately depict a show with a ship with a tactical officer in order to emphasize the evolution of Starfleet's agenda? Like, oh yeah, they started out as a ship that they thought they needed a tactical officer because they were going out and might have to fight New Alien, but obviously then in later seasons we know it's kind of purely exploration, and they have a security officer, which is more about protecting but not actually a
0: technical officer yeah I mean we talk. I think we've talked about it too that I think that that was their perspective I'm not sure if it's ever mentioned in other shows prior to this one that the first Enterprise had a tactical officer and that's what they brought it in I don't think so that would be a weird comment to make uh, in a show but I don't know because I know Archer has been mentioned before, but obviously he's the captain, so I don't know. But I think that it it hasn't been mentioned before. Like if the notion of a tactical officer in Enterprise has never been mentioned. The show made it because it makes sense to have it when you don't know what's going to be out there. Right. And it's safer to just have a tactical officer and cover your back. Obviously, I would not have picked Reed if I had to pick my own tactical officer. That's just me and my bias. So yeah, I think that that was the decision that the showrunners made. And I think it does make sense to a degree to have a a tactical, like a, an attack officer instead of a just defense officer.
1: Yeah. How, how do you feel then about these nods or winks to later Star Trek? So obviously we have the replicator in this episode and I'm assuming you don't remember. Or if, if you do, obviously don't answer. But is that just a nod and a wink? Or, oh, look, here's a replicator that they're not familiar with. Or are they setting up that this is actually the, the culture or technology that Starfleet eventually uses? Because this episode does end with a little tease of the station repairing itself. So I think we've got to come back. But in general, without, I suppose, turn into a general question so as to avoid spoilers, how do you feel a bit the nods and the winks? Are they getting a bit too much? I feel like it's I like much. them. Okay,
0: I'm not gonna say anything more because I don't know if. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what role it plays, and I don't want to say. But I mean, they they already have like the protein resequencer, whatever. So it's not that far off. But obviously, they also had the hollow deck wink in the first season with the pregnancy episode yeah. and Trip getting pregnant. So I think that they're funny. They're funny wings.
1: Here's the thing for your science brain, because you like picking science nitpicks.
0: My science brain. Yeah. I studied English.
1: <laughs> exactly. I never said it was a good science brain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, go ahead, bitch.
1: <laughs> the uh, the station scanned Enterprise and got all the recipes, or whatever, for these meals, okay? But, let's say hypothetically, you came to me and ordered catfish, and you you happen to have the recipe for catfish to give me. There's still a slight obstacle in that even though you told me you want this and you've given me the recipe, I have no idea what these ingredients are. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so like is is there did was there a database of like what a catfish is on Enterprise as well? Do they have like just a surely their computer isn't big enough to store all of humanity encyclopedia?
0: The thing is, for that to make sense, like for me to say, I want a catfish, here's the information you need. That information needs to have the molecular exactly. molecular sequences yeah. of catfish Oil, water, salt, everything.
1: DNA. It literally needs DNA of a catfish.
0: D- yeah, DNA. They have to have DNA, and then you have to cook it. You're you're creating it cooked. So yeah, so you <laughs> actually
1: just... you don't need the molecular structure of a catfish. You need the molecular structure of a cooked of
0: catfish. a cooked catfish. Yeah.
1: So your your science brain your science brain agrees with me that it doesn't work. Doesn't make sense.
0: It it works because it's Science Science <laughs>
1: <laughs> Also, okay, here's another thing.
0: The phasers can just blow up doors? I don't I what are they I don't I think she got tired of trying to fix it and trying to pry it open and she was like, Well, But I'll there's just there's
1: two instances where the phasers just they don't like go through the door and make a hole. The door explodes.
0: What is a phaser?
1: what exactly this is it
0: that's my question because depending on what it is it makes sense if the phaser is a beam of whatever it is energy that makes molecules move very fast it makes sense that it explodes if the phaser is just light (laughs) it wouldn't make sense like you know like it depends on what the phaser is what is the phaser because with the name phaser It gives me the impression that it's a machine that sends a beam that makes the molecular structure change phases.
1: And so what's the stun setting? So can you set the molecular human to move just quick enough to stun them or something?
0: Yeah, I think they just make the molecules move. But I don't know, because you you shoot, like the phaser is your gun.
1: But there's a kill setting.
0: There's a kill setting. Maybe, maybe, maybe.
1: Oh, we got it! breakthrough, scientific breakthrough.
0: I need a news, TV news music. Okay. The worst one, please. The kill setting is the setting that made the door explode. (laughs) And the stand setting (laughs) is the setting that tries to fix the door. What? When did they try and fix the door? I mean, they did with another machine with a l- pencil. Did they? But it was a beam of light.
1: Oh, that one.
0: What was that?
1: That wasn't a phaser. That was that was the sonic. That was, that was the that visual was screwdriver.
0: The sonic screwdriver. <laughs>
1: <laughs> another question <laughs> for your your. This is for your very excellent uh, linguistic brain because I had the subtitle okay. on. Can you tell me? The difference, if there is one, between inquiry and enquiry.
0: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> is there one? Are they just different spellings of the same word?
0: I bet you this is a matter of American English person versus British English.
1: I mean, I could have looked it up, but I was like, Andrea is a linguist. I'll ask her.
0: Okay. The difference between inquiry and enquiry is minor and deals with a nuance in meaning. Fucking semantics, bro. Inquiry, with an I, is preferred for formal requests and official investigations. Enquiry is a much broader referring to any requests, formal or informal. Oh, okay. So, if you go to the police, the police will inquire, But if you go to Google, you're enquiring.
1: Ah, okay, okay. My final note, just to, let's just get this out of the way this week. I don't think the station's repaired this week.
0: Do you want me to say anything?
1: No, I don't want you to say anything. I just want my suspicion on record. Okay. I think we've just got a stowaway mouse.
0: That would be so cute, but it's an uh, it's a year after departure. I don't think that mouse would have been alive.
1: I think, because I, I mean, I know we've only seen Archer interact with this week, but maybe other people are hearing this week. Maybe. Maybe there's just someone. Maybe.
0: Wait, wait! Theory!
1: What if this is the Star Trek Ratatouille crossover we wanted and the chef that we haven't seen? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who wanted that? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Why would I want. Uh French why, anything in the ship.
1: Mm, why wouldn't you mm, want no. an inept Star Trek captain who suddenly becomes better because there's a rat who always wanted to be a Starfleet captain and they work together and they rise up the ranks and it would be the first Starfleet officer to wear a hat because he
0: has to hide the rat on his head pulling his okay? Or her hair. Make it a raccoon like Everything, everywhere, all at once.
1: Um, and yeah, I think I think that's all that I have on this episode. As I said, it was a really good episode. I enjoyed it. Well, I think it would be one that I would recommend to someone who hasn't watched Star Trek before.
0: Yeah, me too. I agree. With an asterisk.
1: With an asterisk. Like,
0: don't get used to this level. Yeah. And I would also recommend it to someone that I know already likes Doctor Who and wants to get into Star Trek. I think this would be a good episode for that person. Yeah,
1: I think so. I did wonder at some stage, were they gonna save all of those weird aliens and were we gonna get some new crew members? They didn't, cause conveniently, they were all brain dead anyway. But, I feel like, I feel like Archer maybe could do with some, some medical training. I feel like, you know, if someone has chews, Going into their veins in their wrists.
0: Don't just yank them out. Yank them out.
1: They're fine. It's fine. They're they're not crucial arteries or veins at all. It's fine.
0: You don't know if they are. There that's was the so much
1: blood. Like I think that was the all of Star Trek's blood budget for one season because it's not. They don't do blood. But Yeah, convenient. The others were all
0: it. I think that's a very Doctor Who thing too. Yeah. Like, don't worry about it. They're dead.
1: Yeah. Oh, they're better off now that we've exploded them.
0: Also, they weren't. Brain dead. If they disconnected them, they would have been brain dead. Yeah, because their brains were the the computer. Do you think there was a horny moment? <laughs> well,
1: Travis got a bit stiff there for a while.
0: <laughs> Not necrophilia jokes.
1: Uh, no, I don't
0: think there was a horny moment. Me neither. Do you have a line to put on a t-shirt in this episode?
1: I think your inquiry was not recognized. I like that one.
0: Oh, that's a good one. And we've said that uh, this would be a contender for best episode of the season. Yeah. And also, it says, uh, for the spin-off character, would you like to have a show about the machine?
1: (laughs) The, The ship just going, every episode just abducting a new alien for its computer? Yeah, why not?
0: Okay, I wouldn't. That would be very boring. Well, thank you for joining us on this week's episode, Dead Stop. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back next week with the next episode. You can follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at partmeapscotti, and email us at partmeapscotti at gmail.com if you have anything that you would like to comment, add, or complain about. Thank you so much! Bye-bye! Bye! Gotta come in. Ready to be my Beam was up. up home. Enquiry is a much broader bro, broader broader. Broader broad. Broader broader bro, bro Bro Broader. Broader broader. 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 broader.